Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. How you doing, Heather? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for that lep- last episode talking about recitals. I, you got my head in a better place on it. Um, I want to throw something else on you that, uh, at you that happened that, partly that same day uh, involving uh, granddaughter Rowan. Um, when we were in Australia and staying at caravan parks, camping sites all over the, uh, the eastern side of the country, I became familiar with Redhead's Matches. Uh, wooden stick matches that had this this picture of a uh, of a redheaded woman on it, which I guess is why they call them redheads. And granddaughter Rowan is a redhead, and so I thought these will be a delightful birthday present for when we get back and go see her, and she turns six. And I mentioned it to Tasha my lovely wife and she said yep let's get the six-year-old matches and i messaged my daughter to say um is it okay if i get your child matches for her birthday and her response was yes with a question mark which in my experience with her means something along along the lines of why why would you even bother to ask um so i was really feeling excited about this uh this birthday present and then we got back to America, and some time during our layover in L.A., when they checked our bags before they let them into the country, they took out my matches. And so Aww. granddaughter didn't Never get... Never got them back? Well, she no. Um, so she got regular, regular wooden matches for her birthday, and I wanted to know what you think about giving six-year-olds matches for their birthdays, and then maybe we can see if we can have a conversation about kids and fire and matches and and trust and responsibility and all that kind of stuff. What yeah, do you, what I do you mean, think? I think um, I think matches are a great thing for kids to be able to learn about and to gain respect for as they you know sometimes do get their fingers a tiny bit burned when they're learning <laughs> to light a match, for example. Um, I think when when we who have a a different level of risk comfort than some people mm-hmm. do, especially with presents and birthdays, you demonstrated what I would consider is good good protocol, good consideration, which is to check in with the parents first if you think you're giving them something that might be a little more risky or something that. You, you just get some parental. This is what I'm planning to do. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that um, that check in. So is... that that's that's a good start. And after that, um, you know, it's the parents need to take charge of uh, their limits on these matches. You know, where they get stored, or can you only do it when I'm with you, and that sort of thing. Um, so matches. Um, I think I first gave fire to a two-year-old. Is probably the youngest that I've worked with fire with. Um, but, you know, that's that's like um, adding sticks to a fire that's going and uh-huh. roasting a marshmallow. And if you're with a child that's two, 
there's no reason they can't do that. They definitely feel the heat, and you can talk to them about it. But the more children, even young children, understand about basic dangers like fire and sharp objects and cars and then the more they kind of get the hang of it and they know based on your good guidance how to cope with it yeah um and i mean i i went through i mean my first initial my initial response when i saw this box of matches was wow a red-headed girl rowan's a redhead she'll like these that's my initial out-of-the-box response but in my head, I'm going through. I'm going through the the, the kind of logistics and backstory here because I know that her mom and dad are very thoughtful about this kind of stuff, and so I don't have to worry about me giving her matches and then the house burning down because her mom and dad are going to set some guidelines about here's where the matches are stored and here's when we can use them and here's what we can use them for, and so I'm not going to get a. I'm not going to see on on uh, on Facebook that they that she set the dog on fire or something. Um, and then the, the second part of that is she's been around fire since she could stand up. She's been standing next to me at the fire pit and feeding sticks to it and, and working in the shop with her, her daddy when he's welding and those kind of things. So, so she's got that experience. And then you couple that with all the learning that's involved and, and uh, about fire safety and everything else. And it, it really seemed like a no brainer. Um, Mm -hmm. and yet, uh, Two weeks before um, we got back to the states, I had a, a message from somebody on Facebook that she's fighting with her for about her um, childcare program, fighting with licensing in the health department about the fire pit they have um, on their place in their play space because it's too dangerous and too risky. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, when you're doing it with a family, you it's it's a lot easier. You don't have to worry about some of those things. Um, you know, the family, as you say, you knew that they'd be yeah. careful and competent and all those good things, and it's more about just checking in to see if they're okay with it. But you know that they'll be in charge, and you don't have to worry about all the attorneys. So it's a <laughs> lot easier when you're coping with the, just at the family level. Um, but kids who don't aren't exposed to that, it's great to have it in a group, you know, um, learning how to build a fire. Yeah. Um, kids kids quite young can learn how to build a fire and learn how to start with the little tiny bits of kindling and move their way up and what kind of things burn well and where you always have to have your bucket of water. And they love getting in the action and hauling the bucket around. And they tend to be the biggest safety patrol, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, not always. If you've seen a kid cavorting around where they've, they're, they're forgetting that the fire's nearby, you, have to, you still have to be the grown-up and, and move them away and say, you're getting... Um, big wild motions and you can do that but not near the fire so uh-huh. i'm going to have you move over because you could fall into the fire so sometimes you do have to limit it they they can become unaware of the environment but most of the times when the kids are focused on the fire and fo- fire is so fascinating most kids really do focus on it they're very aware of it and one of the things i find with kids is fire can um, it's almost as if the safety message is huge. They get a lot of information about fire and the fearfulness of fire. So to be able to understand how to work with it is, is a great gift. And, and they can overcome a lot of their fears and gain quite a bit of um, self-confidence by a simple thing like learning how to light a match because it's scary for the kids to uh-huh. have their fingers so close to where they know it's going to ignite. And then they have to 
scoot it back and you know so they don't get their fingers burnt that whole set of fine motor skills and and um that emotional plunge that they take when they're striking a match is there's a lot going into that and and it's great to watch a child learn to strike a match and gain that confidence well when so so fast forward to uh her birthday and we're up there and we show up and and there she opens uh she opens a present from her her mommy and daddy, which is I didn't know this was what it was going to be, but it 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 lit up my heart. It is a it was a rolling mechanics toolbox. It's one of those with all the drawers and everything, and and probably just about four foot tall because she's she's grown out of her her two handheld carryable toolboxes, and and now she needed a a big mechanics toolbox like her daddy, which which uh, made me a very happy papa. And she she rolls that around for a little bit, and then she she opens the the uh, three packages of matches that that we got her, and and her first response is what 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 is this? And I explained, and I lit one, and her face lit up, and she says, Papa, I got to try. And she gives it a try, and that she gets it. It lights on the first strike, but she's she's really choked up on that match, and uh, and that that first initial uh, ball of flame is right there at her fingers. And I mean, this is maybe a a quarter sized burst of flame that comes off this match. I'm sure in her eyes, this first time it was the size of a basketball, and and she drops it, and we blow it out, and she says, "I I can do better." And she does it a second time, and and then it's game on. Her daddy sends us out to the to the backyard to the fire pit to flick matches in the fire pit, and that's what we do for 20, 30 minutes until until it's time to get ready for the uh, for the recital. And and just in in that little bit of time, the the confidence and competence that uh, that came about was was amazing to watch. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would think about that age. Um, most kids have a trouble lighting a match, striking a match at all, much younger than six. Yeah. So six is a good age to start. And some kids, um, uh, one of my kids only mastered it at about age eight because he had a lot of fears and didn't want to do it. Um, you know, he'd watch but wouldn't want to try himself. So it's going to depend on the child. Um, but even younger kids can help with, um, you know, your supervision, putting sticks on the fire and learning not to throw them but to place them and learning how close and just gaining gaining knowledge which is also respect and safety yeah being around fire yeah well, well we're going through all that her uh uh Riker, her brother uh was he, he was looking at his big sister like she was some sort of some sort of mystical wizard that just showed up in her in, in his life because she's making these balls of flame in front of him and his eyes just just busted out of his head every time she lit one and that was that was great but I mean this is her doing this and and I mean we walked up to the house and they're in the backyard around their new fire pit that they just put in because spring finally came to Minnesota and it was it was kind of delightful um now with all the learning that a child around fire can get you know feeling the smoke and feeling the heat and 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 the sting of the smoke in their eyes and 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 all that kind of stuff what kind of uh, how does that compare to uh, to the four thousand fire safety worksheets and craft activities I, I looked at on the internet the other day? Are are they learning the same stuff from those worksheets, or do they actually have to be around fire to learn about fire? 
I don't think you have to be around fire to learn about a lot of basic safety stuff, but I wouldn't tend to teach it with a worksheet. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> there's more than one way to do this. I think um, one thing that I remember as a kid that I loved was, I might have been at a, at a museum or something, but they had a little kid-sized house where you could walk in and out of the doors, you know, and poke your head out the window to wave to your parents. Uh-huh. And in there, in that little house, they had the stop, drop, and roll thing, and they had somebody working at the uh, museum who would teach you to stop, drop, and roll, and it was, and to leave the house, you know, run out of the house, uh-huh. stop, drop, and roll. And so there's kids rolling all over the floor, having a good time rolling around. <laughs> but as a very young child, I never forgot that because it was fun to roll, and I remembered leaving the little toy house. So you can teach it without worksheets. But you don't necessarily need fire to do that. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should at least meet fire. If you, you should have some some idea of what you're, what you're uh, stop rob, dropping and rolling about. I think if you're only exposed. I don't know. I mean, what if you're in tornado country, and you have to meet a tornado to know that you go down to the basement? I don't think so. Eh, yeah. Okay. And if if your only exposure to fire is uh, is the. Uh, the flashlight or the little LED light on the uh, preschool classroom with the little fan blowing the uh, the yellow, uh, orange, and red uh, tissue paper around. Um, if that's your only only experience with fire, you're you're not gonna really see the the, the necessity and stop stop dropping and rolling around around this kind of thing. Are you? Uh, aren't you? Aren't you doing better? There's, if- there's lots of ways kids can learn. I think that. Um, some of the basic safety stuff, and schools do this and families do, is telling stories about how important it is to get out of the building. Because I remember when my parents were telling me about, you leave the building, you don't take anything with you. Uh-huh. And I thought, well, not even all my toys? <laughs> not even I a mean, toy? And then, um, yeah, not even one in each hand, yeah. we could usually yeah. have one thing, you know, yeah. one cookie in each hand or what. <laughs> not even one in each hand? No, none. Not even my most favorite, whatever it was. <laughs> and when when they said no, I mean, that really, oh, he's serious about this. This means don't take anything, because usually what don't take anything meant was, well, of course, all the things you can carry that you want to play with. Yeah. <laughs> Those were exceptions. So this meant don't even take your favorite toy, not even one. That was that was a story we talked about a lot because it, it was very hard to get into my, my four-year-old head. So those sorts of conversations and stories are, are important in having the kids ask the questions and talk about things and having a, a meeting spot. You know, for us, it was the mailbox. Mm-hmm. When you run out, you might not know everybody's out, so we got to go to the one spot everybody can find. And that's the same sort of thing schools do. You know, they, they count the kids. They make sure they all get out. So I don't think they have to meet the fire, but they have to meet their big questions inside of themselves, like the toy question. What? Not even one? Yeah. Yeah. But playing, you know, being around fire is fun. So it's not saying you can't add that in as an element. But I think kids are a lot they're a lot smarter than maybe we give them credit for, and they pick up things, whether it's from um, stories, 
you know, I mean, in Bambi, there's a forest fire, and they see in the pictures that it devastates the forest. They they pick things up from stories, from movies, from people's conversations. Even if they've actually never even met a candle, I think they can get some sense of the fire's power. Well, yeah, some sense. I, I guess my thing is you learn more about apples by being around apples than by doing the apple worksheet on the second week of preschool. And you learn more about fire by being around fire than you do from the tissue paper Pinterest activities or the Bambi movie because it's, it's more visceral. It's, 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 it's a deeper sensory experience. So you can learn those things second hand from a circle time activity or whatever it is and I think the exposure to the real thing is a a a a, a better a better way. If if at the age of 23, Rowan is going to have to put out a grease fire because uh, her roommate decided to cook bacon at 2 o'clock in the morning, I, I'd feel more comfortable with her having the fire exp experience that she's had so far in life instead of her having an early learning experience of fire where it's, it's, all, it's all construction paper activities and, and worksheets. Is that, uh, am I, eh, I don't know, maybe I'm off. Well, I, I, th I think it, there's, there's more than one aspect to it. And, you know, playing with fire, of course, um, I love playing with fire. But depending on the kid's personality, and maybe this isn't Rowan, but there can be kids who it's really not that wise to give them matches oh, for yeah, birthday oh, presents. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, it, it, it's all experiencing the real thing is great, but I think also there's quite a lot of difference between the controlled fire that we expose our kids to, what candles and campfires and fires in a fireplace and things like that where there's a calm adult around who knows how to build the fire and uh -huh. keeps everybody in check versus a raging fire where you have to get out of there. Oh, so yeah. They're almost like two different beasts. Yeah. The controlled fire, being exposed to the controlled fire is not necessarily at all the same thing as being exposed to what you do in a fire emergency. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a cuddly puppy and a hungry wolf. I mean, there's the the difference in them. But I think that as young children can learn both, and they can learn to to gain some of that confidence and learn about the um, respect that they can gain from from playing with the matches and the fire with an adult near them, and they can also learn the stop, drop, and roll, and how to get out of a burning building. Um, without directly experiencing it. Well, yeah, I suppose, but it'd be more fun if you, if the uh, our, our fire department's got one of those uh, those mobile units where it's, it sounds like the playhouse you were talking about, except they fill it with like smoke, and and, yeah. and you get to yeah. Now, see, that sounds a lot more fun than than. Well, than you can do that too. I know that would catch your interest. Roll it around more. the circle time rug. Ugh. I'm a jerk about recycles, recitals, and I'm a jerk about uh, about fire. Um, any any other fire experiences, thoughts before we wrap this well, one? Well, yeah, up? I used to have a job setting fires. Of course, you did. Um, where were you setting fires? In Arkansas and Missouri, mostly. Um, my job was to set fires to prairies, 
And oh, I traveled around most of those states, and I had the job where I had the, the drip torch where I would lay the line of fire, and we'd burn up, you know, hundreds of acres at a time, and boy, that was a huge, monstrous fire. It, would, it was one thing I didn't expect was how loud it was. Oh, that sounds like a job oh. Rowan would love to have in the future. Yeah, maybe you should have that job. <laughs> if, if, if campfires aren't big enough for you. That sounds delightful. Yeah, there's, there's fires and then there's fires. That sounds delightful. Um, hopefully Rowan doesn't burn down the state of Minnesota. If she does, we'll come back with a, another podcast uh, Well, they a, have a, a lot of prairies update. in yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, and, and so they, they need a lot of good controlled fires in Minnesota for all the Minnesotan prairies. Yeah, she is She is really close to a couple lakes, too. So, I mean, I, I think she, yeah, she should be okay. Um, thank you for talking about fire with me, Heather. Well, I have one more thing. Oh, you have one more thing. That, I'm sorry. Well, kids... Um, are fascinated by fire, usually because they're interested in fire trucks and firefighters and putting on fire hats. So um, there's a lot of fire play that kids can, can get into and, um, you know, give them a hose and they're instantly a firefighter or going to visit a, a fire station and, you know, all those good things. So there's lots of fire interest among young kids. So therefore, there's lots of opportunity For that kind of to introduce yeah. either the the fire play, the fire safety, and of course the matches. Yeah, give them give them the hose. I, I don't. I mean, don't burn down the play structure. Um, that wouldn't be good. But yeah, the hose stuff is is great, and um, there's there's it, it's so rich and so deep because they they see those big fancy trucks zip by. Um, but just as an aside, the fire job that I had setting fires to prairies, they specifically did not want to hire firefighters because they were of the mindset of stopping fire, whereas um, I had never had an, uh, a job before as a firefighter, and so I was considered somebody who could think about fire as a tool and as a, as a friend rather than as something just so, to an, an, an enemy. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So be friends with fire, but just the way you treat your friends, treat fire with respect. Hey, can't wrap up with anything better than that. Hey, this has been Renegade Rules. Back soon with another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Don't burn the house down. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.